everybody what's going on it's the myrtle beach nerd here using my fake radio voice to talk to everybody here and to say happy holidays and hope everybody had a merry christmas today's going to be a interesting one i'm all alone again in the booth should be uh you know having some podcasting host issues resolved by the next time we do this um yeah just wanted to try a new program i did find one that hopefully doesn't cut me off you know prematurely and hopefully i can you know get this thing polished and straight through without any interruptions just one part straight through and uh yeah there we go hopefully this thing works and next week hopefully you can get my wife on this thing and she can become a uh official podcaster now uh hopefully everyone had a good merry christmas like i said uh, ours was pretty good the girls woke up they uh, got all their presents they were happy i was a little nervous this year because they didn't spend the amount of money that we normally spend um, normally the girls they get a lot of shit um, anywhere in between you know 25 to 35 presents to open each this year we went about five to ten less i don't know the exact the actual counts after everything was said and done but their main presents under the tree not counting you know their stockings and stuff was a little short this year only because they got everything they're spoiled like i said in the last podcast spoiled little brats great kids great attitudes i mean they're not bad at all but you know they date they do get everything they deserve everything but it's kind of hard to buy something for someone that has everything it's like what do you buy uh, bill gates for christmas you know <laughs> on a much smaller scale my kids are you know bill gates rich when it comes to toys they've got everything a little tough but we pulled it off managed to you know have a nice little christmas and everyone was happy my wife and I don't normally exchange gifts. It's really all about the kids. We don't really care too much about the holiday except for them having fun. But this year I bought her a couple of things and she was happy too, even though she won't say it. I'm sure she was pleased with everything. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, it was it was a good Christmas though. It was very good. I hope everyone enjoyed. Now, with here we go. Let's get to the meat of things here. This is going to be a religion podcast. Uh, just the theme of this week, not, I mean, every podcast is going to be about religion, but something recently triggered me to the fact that I have to talk about it this week. Now, religion. Every time you go on your Facebook, your Twitter, your this, that, and the other thing, um, you just every time you turn on the TV, you're going to see someone with something inspiring, a message, a quote, something that basically brings about the best. It's supposed to give you hope and inspire you. Um, you know, God is good. God is great. Let's all eat. Blah, blah, blah. Let's say a prayer before dinner. Let's say a prayer before sleep. Everything is wonderful in the Bible. It's, you know, it's what they want to tell you and what they want to lead you to believe. But not everything is as rosy and good, and loving, and pure, and you know, unbelievable, as they would want you to, to think. And the Bible does have its faults. You know, um, I'm not a religious person, but I do like to educate myself on you know, pretty much everything if I can. The older I get, the more I want to know, just because I'm, you know, I've got enough information downloaded in my brain right now. Every time I download something else, 10 things fall out, and I feel like I'm getting dumber. So I try to keep my brain sharp, and I like to read you know, a little bit, and just do a little scouring of the internet. Sometimes you go down that rabbit hole, you wake up at two in the morning to pee, you lay down, grab your iPad and check to see what time it is. And three hours later, you're fucking learning about some bullshit. You never thought you'd even care about. I did that this morning and I found a couple of interesting quotes that I would like to share and, uh, kind of do like a David Letterman top 10 going from number one, all the way down to number 10, as far as my favorites go. And just to see how pure our Bible is. First up, this one is for all the Me Too believers out there. You know, the feminists and the people that say the Bible's great. We should all go back to those, you know, 
uh, beliefs and basically go back to the times when people were treated with respect and all that bullshit. This one's for all you Me Too people. Number one, this is all about St. Paul and his, his advice about whether women are allowed to teach men in church. These are his exact quotes here. From Timothy 2.12, I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. She must be silent. Thank you, St. Paul. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> women must be silent. So shut the fuck up. Stop talking. I mean, that's one I can kind of get behind as far as a person who doesn't like to hear anybody talk. Sometimes I do get in trouble with my old lady. I'll tell her, you know, yeah, please shut up for a minute. You know, if she's going on and on about something. And, you know, that's just me being a jerk. But the fact is, is back then, that's what St. Paul wanted you to be there. Like, this was law back then. You know, the Bible is law. The Bible's right in all things. People reference it for all the good it does, right? Apparently, it's not all that pure. So that's just number one. For all the Me Too's out there that say women should have equal rights and billing, they're the ones wearing the religious shirts and quoting the Bible and God loves us, God loves us. Well, you know what? The Bible's not all that great. St. Paul just tells you all to shut the fuck up, pretty much, all right? Now, number two, this is from my friend Samuel, from the Samuel 15.3, if you all want to reference this and fact check me, the numbers are all here, so you can go ahead and do that. This one's about forgiving people. Now, in this verse, Samuel, one of the early leaders of Israel, orders genocide against a neighboring people. He goes, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Now go and strike Amalek and devote to destruction all that they have. Do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. In other words, fuck those motherfuckers. They got problems with us. We're going to kill everything. We're going to kill them all. Whatever happened to peace? Whatever happened to going over and giving them bread and wine and all that bullshit? Whatever happened to understanding your fellow man and coming to a common common agreement that hey we agree to disagree how about we make this work no fuck them we're gonna kill them all that is some hitlerish shit right there maybe that's why hitler loved the bible so much actually maybe that's why you know he's just doing what what the lord said and samuel apparently had you know had god's right ear he basically said this is what the lord almighty says go kill everybody and that's that's basically what he did and you know you can you can equate this to to nowadays I mean, if, if people were actually going by the shit that they read, like if they went by that right there, there'd be no one left, man. Everybody hates each other. Everyone's got a neighbor. If you can't stand, I got a bunch of them all on all sides of me. But the fact of the matter is, is that I mean, people take everything that the Bible says literally. I mean, there are people out there that do it. That's why you have shootings. That's why you've got people killing in the name of whoever they believe in. It's because they've read this stuff and they think it's true. They think this is how their Lord wants them to act if they want to get to the you know, club or the afterlife or whatever their religion offers you. And it's not right. I mean, just by those two alone, you got to see that things are outdated. The Bible should change. I mean, people should go through and rewrite the damn thing how they want it to be. You know, I mean, just rewrite the damn thing. Just like the fucking um, Declaration of Independence, which I might do that as a podcast in the future as well. Just kind of talk about like what it said and the way things are, and, you know, we're evolving. We've evolved past all this shit. In fact, that people still go by this ancient booklet, you know, it's, it's kind of stupid, really close-minded. Number three, speaking of acceptance, here's acceptance of other religions. Uh, paganism and witchcraft being the two, as our good friend Exodus, the, one of the most famous books, most popular quoted, you know, Bible chapters. Exodus 22:18. 
This is in regards to the acceptance of paganism and witchcraft. Very short and sweet. A command of Moses. Do not allow a sorceress to live. Yeah, he used the word sorceress. So basically anybody who believes in anything other than Christianity and religion, kill them. Especially those sorcerers and sorceresses. Those goddamn witches. Burn them at the stake. Cut their fucking heads off. Shove their tongues up their asses. So yeah, that's basically, you know, acceptance of other religions. But part of this also makes me, and this is just me speaking out of my ass here. That Moses, Samuel, you know, I, I, I think that what they did was kind of, and I don't know, it's really hard to, 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 to grasp because it was so long ago. But the way that I know people now, we really couldn't evolve past the point of using an object, kind of manipulating people by using said object and twisting the words to fit your own agendas. I'm thinking that's what happened. I'm thinking that maybe Samuel and Moses and all those you know, people from way back when may have really existed. They may have seen the Bible and said, hey, you know what? These people are falling for this shit. Give me a pen. And they start writing their own little chapters in. Maybe Moses didn't allow sorcerers and sorceresses. Maybe he used the Bible to kind of push his own agenda. Maybe that's maybe that's what happened. Who knows? The fact that so many hands had their pens in the Bible and basically got to write whatever they wanted to write. I'm thinking I'm, I'm thinking it got manipulated to fit personal agendas, and it's not really God's word or God's wishes or God's will or elk or whatever. I mean, if you gave me a pen right now and said, hey, Will, you can go ahead and write whatever you want in this booklet. Anything you want, people are going to praise it and worship it. And that's a mighty big responsibility to give. <laughs> Who knows what the hell I would do? Fucking ain't Jesus. But yeah, that's just that's just what I think here. You know, I'm I'm thinking that I'm th- thinking that's what it was. I'm coming up on the 10 minute here, my podcast. Normally I can hit around 23 before the old program kicked me off. So I'm about halfway to Doomsday, if you want to believe that's what's gonna happen. But I think I've got faith in this one. I think this one's gonna work out pretty good. All right. So number four, picking and choosing what is great about the Bible. Something that Christians do on a daily basis. If you go to your Facebook page right now and you got over 10 friends or so, I guarantee you one of those 10 are posting daily scriptures every day. A little pick-me-up. And feel free, if you're an asshole like me, to go ahead and take any one of these 10 that I'm going to list out and put those back in your page as well. Say, hey, I want to share you something I like from the Bible. And just kind of throw this at them and see what they say. Those people are fucking annoying, by the way. Oh, my God, man. Like, do you, like really? We understand it. We, you, you're not going to get one foot into the friggin' heaven's pearly gates by posting this. I mean, sure. There's some people out there that really believe it, and they're good people. And you know what? God bless them. But the fact is that there's other people out there that just say it and just say this shit and live these horrible lives as assholes and scumbags and abusers and cheaters and liars and fucking all sorts of crap procrastinators, hypocrites, blah, 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 the list goes on. And they say these things thinking that, oh, well, it's all good. I believe, and I say this, and I read this, and I preach that, and I do this. But I live life like an asshole, but it's okay because it's forgiven on Sunday. It doesn't work like that. Uh, a guy at work actually told me, it was a pretty funny little thing, he said basically what happened to him was he went to a bar on a Sunday and was being chastised for cursing watching a football game. And, uh, the people there were like, that's not very godly of you or some shit. Not very Christian because, you know, they have to fucking say Christian at least 20 times a day. Otherwise, they're going to go to hell. They have to tell everyone they're Christians, rather. And he's like, you know, I'm here to watch a game. You're here at a bar. And I guess the guy's girlfriend came. <laughs> She's like, oh, I see. You go to church in the morning. And, <laughs> and in the afternoon, you're getting drunk at the bar. It's like, come on, man, really? 
I, I hate that that finger pointer is like fuck you man who the fuck are you to tell me how to live my life fuck you and fuck yourself anyway they pick and choose what's great they go ahead and they uh they you know they put those little scriptures up and yeah all right here you go here's your pigment for the day now the ending of psalm 137 a psalm which was made into a disco calypso hit by the group boney m is often omitted from readings in church this is the saying, and it's also from Psalm 137.9. Happy is he, is he who repays you for what you have done to us, he who seizes your infants and dashes them against the rocks. So yeah, I guess taking the belt to your kid is so 2017, 2018, 2019 maybe, who knows. But the thing is, is that it's not harsh enough apparently according to the Bible. you got to take your kid and dash them against the rocks. So basically take their skulls and beat them into the rocks grab them by the legs and slam them repeatedly into a boulder until they cease to breathe anymore. Now, I don't know about you, but when my kids piss me off, they get time out or take away a toy or send them to the room. You don't take them and bash them against the rocks. I guess that makes, you know, the whole, uh, when you mess with the bull, you get the horns sound a little more, uh, relatable, I guess. I got some more me too for you. I know you're looking forward to it. This one's another blood-curdling tale from the book of Judges, where an Israelite man is trapped in a house by a hostile crowd and sends out his concubine to placate them. This one is one of my favorites. So the man took his concubine and sent her outside to them, and he raped her and abused her throughout the night. And at, and at dawn, they let her go. At daybreak, the woman went back to the house where her master was staying, fell down at the door, and lay there until daylight. When her master got up in the morning and opened the door of the house and stepped out to continue on his way, there lay his concubine, fallen in the doorway of the house with her hands on the threshold. He said to her, get up, bitch, let's go. I, I, he didn't say bitch. Get up, let's go, he goes. But there was no answer. Then the man put her on his donkey and set off her home. And that's Judges 1925 through 19, uh, 1925 to 28. Longer one right there because there's so much just juice to this story. Basically what happened was this guy's hanging out with his wife and a bunch of people that didn't like her. We're like, hey, asshole, get out of here. We're going to fucking kill you. He's like, no, 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 I got something for you. Sends his girl out there to get fucked, raped, beaten, and abused all night long. Then he just, hey, hey see you later. Guess she got abused so badly, she was probably dead, and he picked her up, put her on his donkey, and they took off. So he's like, all right, that's fine. And this is in the Bible. Book that y'all love so much. <laughs> Fuck, man. That's, I mean, that, that's horrible. Beaten, raped, tortured, and who knows what else. Over what? Over what, man? It's just... If this is all real, it just it goes to show you how fucked up times were and how much better we'd be without believing in anything, really. All right. I went to, went to the Me Too well a couple of times. How about we go to the book of LGBTQ? The, the you know, the homosexual, transgender... Whatever community. Um, all right. So St. Paul apparently did not like them. He wasn't very fond of homosexuals. He condemned them in the opening chapter of the book of Romans. Uh, Romans 1, 27. And the same way also the men, giving up natural intercourse with women, were consumed with passion for one another. Men committed shameless acts with men and received in their own persons a due penalty for their error. So, being gay was a crime back then. Apparently, being gay is horrible no matter what generation you live in at what time, except for 2018, where now it's, you know, it, it, it's more accepted. Sure, it's still bastardized and generalized by people, Republicans, conservatives, you know, people that really take the Bible for what it's worth. 
and look for all the good in the Bible as well as the bad. I guarantee you if being gay wasn't a crime in the Bible or shunned upon so much, I don't think people would have so much of a problem with it now. I think people took, you know, they took the words of the Bible and they take way too much stock into it and they basically live their lives and govern their lives accordingly. And without the Bible, I really don't think that would be a problem. People would just be like, hey, look, there's two guys fucking, two girls kissing, whatever. I'm going to go on the record right now and say I don't have a problem with gay people or gays at all. I just really don't give a shit. It doesn't affect me at all. I may have mentioned that in an earlier podcast. I just don't care. I'll say it again 100,000 times. I don't care. Do what you want to do. It's your life, not mine. The fact that a lot of them will sit there and say that, you know, uh, God loves us all, God loves us all, but then say God hate fags. They will point to this article and say it's it's the way things always were, the way things should be. But it's not. We cannot prove that this shit is real. We cannot prove any of this, that it's not real. But if you look at it and just say, hey, this Bible's so great, you can't ignore the bad. and Only say that good is good. Good is good and bad is bad. The Bible has a good mixture of both. They do have some good positive meanings. I'm not going to sit here and bash the Bible the whole time. But I will show you that there is a double flip side to all this. Basically, there's bad. Horrible. Here's another one. Number seven. Good segue there. Family values. This is, you know, how you'd be a great parent according to the Bible. In this story from the book of Judges, an Israelite leader, Jephthah, makes a rash vow to God, which has to be carried out. And Jephthah made a vow to the Lord and said, If you will give the Ammonites into my hand, then whoever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me when I return victorious from the Ammonites shall be the Lord's, to be offered up by me as a burnt offering. Then Jephthah came to his home at Mitzvah, Mitzpah, eh, weird, Mitzpah, Mitzpah, and there was his daughter coming out to meet him with timbrels and, not, and with dancing. She was his only child. He had no son or daughter except her. When he saw her, he tore his clothes and said, Alas, my daughter, you have bought me very low. You have become the cause of great trouble to me, for I have opened my mouth to the Lord, and I cannot take back my vow. <laughs> Judges 34.5. Oh, my goodness. Okay. God, I love you so much. He's like, you know what you're going to do? <laughs> you're going to make me a vow. The first person you see that comes out of the doors to greet you, you have to offer to me and burn them in fire. So, like <laughs> a poor daughter who loves her dad, she comes out and says, Hey, Dad, what's up? Welcome back. Good to see you. You're victorious. Get stoned in fire. Why? Because of the Lord. <laughs> oh, I think that's incredible. It's like, oh, man, maybe she should have sat down and said, Fuck him, you know? let the family dog go out there and greet him or some shit. Let fucking Spot go out there and greet him. And it's like this poor innocent girl goes outside to greet him, say hello to her own father, and fucking condemn to death. Burn, 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 burn. And where did she go after she burns? Did she go to heaven? Did she go to hell? Was she condemned to meet him? Like, was she fated to meet her father first and get burned to a crisp? Because if that's the case, it was God's will anyway, so maybe she was a good person, a bad person. It'll make your head explode trying to figure this out and make sense of it. I can tell you one thing, it's fucked up. It makes no sense to me. How about some more family values? Number eight. This one is from the book of Genesis. We all know the book of Genesis. That's the very first book. 22-2. I title this one, More Family Values. Here we go. The Lord is speaking to Abraham in his story where God commands him to sacrifice his son. Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I shall show you. So this son of a bitch 
tells his boy Abraham, who, you know, God and Abraham are really tight in the Bible. He says, you go to Lana Moriah and offer your only son whom you love. And God is basically fuck with him at this point. He's saying, listen, I know you love the son of a bitch. You need your only son. You may not ever have any more, but I want you to go to the land of Moriah. So you got to take him on this journey where you guys are probably going to get closer because people bond on journeys. They bond on trips, you know, car rides. Dad, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? No, son, shut up. If only you knew what the fuck I was going to do to you when we get to Moriah. And it's like, you have to go there. And not only do you have to have this in your mind the whole time you're taking your son to Moriah, you've got to burn his ass on one of the mountains that God hasn't even determined his kid's going to die on yet. So he's sitting there. That's like when you're a little kid and you're bad, your mom's got to find which belt she's going to slap you with. This kid is going to get burned alive on a mountain that hasn't even been picked out yet. It's, it's so screwy. And just like, why, oh, why would you test someone like that and use another human life as a pawn in the whole act? Abraham has to burn his own child because God, for no no disclosed reason, wants him to, to, just to prove his faith. Did that kid do something wrong? Does God hate that kid? Holy shit, it's just so it's so fucked up. It's like, what is the point then? I don't know, but here's one I can't get behind on a much lighter note. Here's number nine. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. That's from Ephesians 5.22. So wives, let me read that back to you. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. I can get behind that one. Every woman should submit to their husbands as their own personal Lord. But basically, all kidding aside, I mean, that just shows how little the Bible and, you know, the people that wrote the Bible thought about women. I mean, women were lower class citizens, less than lower class citizens. I mean, it's it's fucked up. Like, you, you, you think the fucking, the Middle Eastern women have it bad and Muslims, do you think they have it bad in their little area? Try that shit, you know, it's fucked up. It's all screwy. Imagine that. It's just, just imagine being treated like that. It's just fucking terrible. Submit to your husbands. It's like, holy fuck, submit. I mean, just the word submit, it's like, you're nothing. You're just a piece of flesh who has to do what I tell you to do. It's so fucking wrong, man. It, it is. And the way the whole Me Too thing is, why, why don't they call out Me Too? I mean, shit, we're going back 20, 30 years for men doing horrible things to women. Why don't we go back even further to the days of the Bible. Let's go back 2018 years ago. You know, or whatever the fuck. <clears throat> Let's go back and call them out on these fucking things. Put them on trial for this shit. Because it's wrong. It's completely wrong. And who's to say one's bad and not the other? So it's like, alright, well this person did it 20 years ago. It's okay. We're just going to throw them in prison for the rest of their lives. If the Bible says it's horrible shit, we're still going to worship it just because we were told to as kids. It's hysterical. Oh, God. Well, anyway. Here's number 10. This is about slavery and slavery endorsement from the Bible. Number 10, Peter 218. This is my final one here. Slaves, submit yourselves to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the cruel. So if your master treats you like shit, you know, doesn't let you in the house, doesn't let you eat anything, you must love him as if he does let you do all that shit. You know, it's just... Ah... <laughs> uh fucking bible man it's just i don't know people put so much stock into this shit it's just it's just ridiculous the book of fairy tales written by many different men to push your own agendas is somehow like the greatest thing ever to so many people around the world and it's just hysterical it really is i mean from slavery to women abusing to burning your children to killing people and your neighbors it's it's a collection of horror stories it really is it's fucked up 
this, please, if you're listening to this right now and you agree with me or you don't agree with me, you don't have to. I mean, the facts and numbers are all right there. You can be a good person without the Bible. That's basically the point of this whole thing. You know, I'm not going to call you an idiot for liking it because it is what it is. I mean, people were, just like I said in my last podcast, people were born and bred to believe in this by their parents at fear of death and eternal damnation. Santa Claus was just, oh, he's just a fun guy to, you know, he brings you presents, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you turn 10 or 11 years old and, you know, the cat's out of the bag. Why is it okay to like one and not the other? I just don't understand it. I don't know, man. It's just, it's it's so cruddy. Oh, man. Let me take a little jab at Alyssa Milano, just just, just because I fucking can't stand the bitch. She's missed, she's misses me too, you know, the, the face of the whole thing. She says from a tweet, and the only reason why I found this is because I Googled it. I Googled Alyssa Milano loves the Bible, and this is what I found. Uh, from November 4, 2015, where there's faith, there is love. Where there's love, there is peace. Where there's peace, there is God. Where there's God, there is no need. But I just went back and I found a bunch of things that basically said that God hates her and hates her kind because she was born with a vagina. So there you go, Alyssa Milano. Why don't you go back to those times where Me Too was respected. You women were respected. You know, and I don't have a problem with women coming out of the closet with all these accusations and things like that. I really want them to come out sooner. I've said that before. I'm not going to beat that horse to death. But I will say this one thing. Alyssa Milano, from the bottom of my heart, I used to watch Who's the Boss. I watched Charmed. You were probably my first crush when I was a kid. Nowadays, you're a cunt. And on that note, I have hit 25 minutes and 45 seconds, and it's still counting up. So ladies and gentlemen, I have found a winner as far as my new podcast recording program, and I will be putting out more content on a more regular basis. Not everything's going to be religious. I, I can promise you that. It's going to be more or less about a little bit of everything. It's whatever the hell I want to talk about. And my wife, the elusive woman in my life, I will get her to do this damn thing with me. I know she's going to listen to this. I'm going to hear about it when I get home. She's going to say, why the hell, blah, 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 just say this. It is a scheduling issue right now. The kids are out of school. It's going to be hard to get the two of us together where we can actually have un, you know, uninterrupted time. It's easy for me to do it because I can pull it off. Without the kids, without her, you know, it's just going to be tough to get it done together, but we will get it done. Uh, my next podcast will be out sometime, maybe this week, and maybe sometime early next week. Got to find some stuff to talk about. It's never that hard because my brain works in weird ways, just like the Bible and the Lord works in mysterious ways, man. Uh, just a little side personal note here. I'm trying some keto again, the keto diet. Seen some pretty miraculous results. Basically, what keto is for people I do not know, you all should know something about it now. It's kind of the crazed diet that's been going around. Basically, you cut carbs out of your diet. You severely limit your carbs. Your body goes into a state called ketosis after a couple of days, and what it does is it burns fat. So it'll burn fat instead of you know the carbs, carbohydrates, whatever in your body. I don't know. I'm no scientist, but if you look it up and Google it, you'll find more information about it. Uh, it's basically, it's a really good way to burn a lot of fat. I get some weight down quick, and that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm actually I'm just trying to get back in the shape the way I can look presentable and feel good again. I'm getting older. Disease is probably right around the corner, and you know you start gaining some weight, become a risk for heart disease and all sorts of shit. And that's something I want to avoid. And I want to be healthy so I can be around for my kids a lot longer. Um, there's really no excuses. I cut all the bad things out of my life for the most part. Severely limited others. So it's like I just I just want to get I just want to get good again to a point where I can feel good and look good in the t-shirt. Or a tank top and go to the beach next year. Goal is to drop about 
trying to think of something realistic here. By June, I want to drop about 60 pounds. That'd be fucking awesome, but it's probably not likely. But I'm going to give it the old college try, get my old treadmill a run, and uh, see if I can drop some LBs, man. It's the name of the game. Uh, my New York Giants are eliminated from the playoffs. They're done uh, until next year. Eli Manning will be the starter for 2019 is what they're saying. That's the big rumor going on right now. It's been pretty much all but confirmed by NewYorkGiants.com and Pat Shermer, the coach. How I feel about it, I think it sucks. I mean, Eli has shown some signs of bright, brightness, I guess. Uh, I don't want to say greatness because, I mean, the Giants still have been losing even though he put up decent numbers. But for him, decent numbers is not throwing that many interceptions. So it's like, I mean, for like Tom Brady to put up decent numbers or Aaron Rodgers or one of the big-name quarterbacks, decent numbers are like five touchdowns, no interceptions. For Eli, decent numbers are like one touchdown, one interception, 300 yards passing. They're mediocre. So it's like they, they basically really limit how good this guy should be because his last name is Manning. They kind of give him a pass on a lot of shit. And because he has two Super Bowls with the Giants, it's ridiculous. But, yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch the final game of the season against the Cowboys. Hopefully they give, you know, Alex Tanney a couple of shots or Kyle Oletta give him a better chance. I mean, a little bit more time than the time he had to prepare and play because we got nothing to play for. You know, I mean, pride. Ooh, pride. Who gives a fuck about pride? Pride doesn't get you Super Bowls, all right? The fucking Browns had pride getting their asses beat 0-16. Same thing with the Lions a couple years back. Pride will only get you so far. We need wins. We need results, all right? This isn't a fucking Disney movie. Uh, yeah, I haven't been watching any movies lately. Kind of kind of not interested in anything at the moment. I'm just waiting for some good stuff to come out. Hopefully TV shows start coming back like Gotham. Final season should be pretty decent. Waiting for that to come back. I haven't been checking TMZ much either. So I'll be doing that. Probably find some topics to talk about next week. Going to try to get the old lady in here uh, about a half hour now on the recording. Going to call this one a night here and be done. Hopefully you all enjoyed it. And hopefully you'll check me out on Twitter at Myrtle Beach Nerd. Or if you have questions for the podcast, you can go to uh, gmail.com. You can mail me. It's Myrtle Beach Nerds with an S at the end at gmail.com. Hope to talk to you soon. Please rate, review, five stars would be nice. And share the podcast on any social media you may have. And like I said, I want to get this thing going and picked up. I do appreciate the new unique subscribers I've been seeing on the podcast app. I can check the analytics and has been blowing up a tiny bit. But yeah, take care, everybody. God bless.